welcome to a little treat we like to call audio articles. Each of the articles from myserenity.com can be read to you by one of our lovely content writers. If that's something you enjoy, then sit back, listen, and rest your eyes. We know that you deserve it. Hi guys, today we are going to talk about the article called, Is It Me? A Love Avoidant, and it was written by me, Natalie. In a previous article, we discussed the love attachment styles and relationship mindsets such as love addiction. What I'm going to talk to you about today is one of the four attachment styles in love, which was initially studied in the 60s and 70s for children and their caregivers. And then in the 80s, they extended it to adult relationships. It's now become very commonplace to dive deeper into this area for those in the psychology field. So if you've never heard about this, the four attachment styles are secure, anxious, preoccupied, dismissive, avoidant, and fearful, avoidant. There are so many working models and theories out there on how these unfold, manifest, and influence people in the relationships with others. Today, we're just going to talk about one of them. The simplistic take is that these behaviors are mirrors of the ideas and beliefs that we have formed about who we are and our close relationships. And so I'm going to talk about the style that I'm most familiar with, which is my own style. And that's the dismissive avoidant. So we all know in terms of physical and character traits that we differ And the styles of our romantic and interpersonal relationships are just like that. We're going to differ in that as well. There are two avoidant attachment styles, which are fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant. Some people say that those with one of the two styles think about intimacy as dangerous and that other people are unreliable or that being intimate with them is not important. A person with a dismissive avoidant attachment style has a mentality that they do not need others. They believe they can survive by themselves being alone. And sometimes they think they don't need to depend on anyone or anything for happiness or to feel completeness as a person. Someone who authored another article, which we have a link to named Jeb Kinnison said it best, I believe. He said, quote, Dismissive avoidant individuals have completed a mental transformation that says, I am good, I don't need others, and they aren't really important to me. I am fine as I am. I'm going to confer with what Jeb has said here. A lot of the times for me in a relationship, I feel like I can do most of the things I need to do on my own. I don't necessarily like relying on other people. I wouldn't go so far as to say that I have openly and consciously identified intimacy as being dangerous, but looking at past relationships, I definitely have been more cautious than I think people have really asked of me to be, and it's caused some friction over the years, and so this is something that's really important to me and that I think everyone should find out what their attachment style is so that they can try and and go from there, because you do want to strive to be the secure attachment style or as secure as you can get. Please understand that whatever style you are is not something that someone chooses purposely. It's not something that you choose consciously. It is ingrained in you from a young age by being trained 
from your caregivers. And in reference to the dismissive avoidant, they've been trained that they could not rely on their caregivers. This style develops as a mean of coping with this by opting to not be overly intimate or emotional when it comes to relationships. So the dismissive avoidant often is described as cold in the relationships. And here are some other noticeable traits of people with the dismissive avoidant attachment style. An aversion to attachments. Adults with this attachment style may harbor a fear of rejection and thus not be able to opt to be involved in close relationships. Physical and emotional attachments will cause them to shift away. And again, I can speak personally to this. There are real fears of discomfort when it comes to actual physical contact and or intimacy and even romantic gestures towards their partners. They find it hard to show physical contact and sometimes they are viewed as loners or impersonal and more objective than average. The more you actually try to attach to one of the avoidant types, the more avoidant they start to be. Another trait could be repression. So instead of coping with conflicts, they repress their feelings. They deal with loss and separation in several ways. They have an inability to be as vulnerable as others. And so that means they're not going to directly express themselves in the way that other people do. They tend to complain and sulk to their partners and they find it easier to express negative feelings than positive ones. And again, that's something that it's very close to me. It's something that I've been working on for years. In some extreme cases, the dismissive avoidant type can lack the capability to even describe their feelings at all and express them simply in words. And I have found myself that way over the years as well, where I feel something, but I don't really have the words to say it, which is odd because I'm a writer and I love words, but something inside me stops me from being able to say those words. The next trait is selfish comfort. This is a coping mechanism employed by dismissive avoidance that entails hurting others rather than being hurt. They may be more focused on their own comfort to the detriment of not being sensitive to the feelings of others. They, as do I, find it daunting to open up feelings to their partners. And for me, I've always thought feelings are dumb. Why? Why do I need to talk about them? Now I understand why you should talk about your feelings and why it's okay. Whatever feelings you have are valid. And so when you really want to see the dismissive side of them, just try to have a normal discussion or disagreement. I've been told that I am self-centered or focused or self-assured before I was aware that this was a coping mechanism. They may also have a trait for less memory recall. So that means it could be possible for the dismissive avoidant to say that they had an amazing childhood and loving parents. But when you ask them to recall the details of that, it's hard for them to string it all together. And this is why they rarely talk about themselves and their previous relationships. It's not that they don't want to remember the details. They just are not there. I mean, they're there, but they're hidden from the mind of the dismissive avoidant so that they can avoid admitting that maybe they were left to self-parent more than they actually recall. And again, I fall prey to that. I had an amazing childhood, I say all the time. But when I look back at it, I was left on my own quite a bit to fend for myself. Another trait would be controlled conversations. 
this one might be really hard for some people to swallow. Dismissive avoidant types refuse and avoid detailed conversations. They avoid answering questions that could reassure their partner sometimes. You might even notice that they tend to trigger jealousy in relationships by getting close to others. They think they are not ready for the next level of commitment, even when the relationships are going very well for them. They will find faults on their partner's habits, such as how they eat, drink, talk, or even how they dress. They'll start nitpicking. They struggle to say loving words, such as I love you or I miss you, regardless of how much they imply that they are interested and love that person and miss that person. It's just hard for them to express it. Sometimes they gravitate towards a relationship with someone who isn't fully emotionally available. So they'll look for someone who's married or already has a partner or things that don't require as much sort of in-depthness for intimacy as other relationships would cause. Again, I want you to remember it's important to understand that no one consciously chooses their attachment styles. It has been formed over many, many years and a collection of personal experiences that they have gone through. So the dismissive avoidant isn't being this way on purpose or to hurt you. For them, this is just a subconscious pattern that has ingrated itself into their minds and their perspectives on relationships. A dismissive avoidant is usually being practical first and foremost without a second thought to other ways of thinking. I personally have been called cold and emotionally distanced on several occasions by previous partners all because I thought I was choosing to listen to my brain over my heart. So what does that mean if you're with someone who fits some of these traits? Not everyone can actually handle being partnered with an avoidant type and not everyone has to. But if you think you can accept that in someone or you're with someone who you care about a lot and they happen to fall on this spectrum, what will you do? Do you feel like you're trapped in this relationship with someone or are you thinking that they're unable to give you the caring connection that you require? As someone, again, who possesses almost all of these traits, I'm going to tell you what to think about before you just toss away what could be a way for you to bond with this other person and realize some things. Because first, there are specific actions and words that you can take in order to break the bad patterns of your romantic past. And that goes for whoever you are, dismissive, avoidant, secure, any of those have a conversation with this person about their attachment style because many people don't even know their own attachment styles you might not even know yours so ask them if they can take the attachment style test and we've put it in this article for you guys it's free to take take it together even if you've already taken it it'll help you guys bond and it'll help you find out your styles second if they do or if you do register on the avoidance scale there are ways that you can become more responsive and empathetic to their needs or they can do it for you if they scored that. And lastly, as all walls can be taken down, think about that. Even if it's just one brick of time, all walls can be taken down by you or by them. You just have to be willing to do the work. So self-improvement and personal development are all there for you as free tools to help you or for them to help themselves. 
And if they have support or you have support doing that, it's going to make it even more easier. We're going to go into each style of attachment in time over the next few months. And I just want to reiterate that these styles are usually just picked up in childhood and then they're pushed along into adulthood. It is the driving reason behind how differently all adults in relationships act with each other. Once you know your style and your partner knows theirs, you may actually find your relationship easier to navigate because you'll have the clarity of knowing how to deal with those emotions and those people that we hold dearest to us even if some of us avoid saying it very plainly. Stay connected with us on the web via our site, mysolrenity.com. Follow us on Instagram for inspirational posts at my.solrenity on Facebook as mysolrenity. We're also on Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, and Quora. Subscribe, follow, like, and do all those things that make your soul happy.